Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today I show you Bill Petrock, founder and CEO of Funding Matters. Funding Matters is what I'll term a quote-unquote light fintech in that what they've done is they've created a series of calculators and other tools that help not-for-profits and charities more easily generate donations by showing people what the actual tax implication of various donation schemes and options are, helping kind of grease the wheels towards making that happen. And with that, here's my interview with Bill. Bill, thanks for taking the time. Jason, nice meeting you. So Bill, tell us about Funding Matters. Funding Matters was started 25 years ago with an objective of helping small, medium-sized not-for-profit organizations compete against the larger organizations. One of the ways that we looked at doing it was how do uh, organizations communicate market steward relationships with their current donors and how do they actually help those donors with uh, the support of the donor's financial advisors to illustrate tax-efficient ways to give. And through that, we developed an application called Giftabulator. Giftabulator was kind of used as our secret weapon for illustrating tax-efficient charitable giving. And from that, a number of organizations came to us about five years ago that said, look, we don't want to hire you as a consultant. What we'd love to do is have your Giftabulator on our site. We'd love to be using that to be pushing out to our donor community and also working with advisors and having the advisors have the opportunity to be illustrating tax-efficient giving from current assets as well as from estates. And from that, that's where we began to sort of evolve Giftabulator into a user-friendly application that works not only on PCs, but also works on uh, all communication devices. We have as simple as grabbing a QR code and it opens up on your smartphone and you away you go. And you can actually, in the privacy of your own home, play around with the concepts of constructing something that would illustrate the benefit of making a charitable donation and then looking at what would cost, what's the cost of a cash donation versus what is the cost of that same donation if it were in appreciated assets with the tax credits and a tax minimization or tax reduction or elimination by in-kind share transfers. And that's the role that the advisors play. That's the role that charities can play and having that facilitation for their clients, donors. So, yeah, I mean, what we're really getting at is that there's more than one way to give. Everybody thinks of giving cash. Now, cash is a donation. Different countries have different schemes for how they recognize that. We happen to live in Canada, which happens to have one of the most generous regimes for charitable donations in that basically it's, uh, depending on the province, it's up to 50% or around there. So basically it's it's a very, very lucrative, it's a very beneficial thing to do for charities as well as for minimizing your tax bill. Different countries are different, about the, you know, different type of donations in the US, elsewhere. But one of the other options that is always, that is often looked at in various countries, which you already got to, was, hey, you don't just have to donate cash, you can donate assets. And those assets might have some sort of embedded gain in them already that if you sold them, you would pay tax. And by doing this, you know, different countries take different approaches, but Canada kind of turns a blind eye and says, okay, you know, that, that gain, that gain didn't exist in the first place. We're just, you know, you, you donated, you donated $50,000 with a $10,000 cost base, that $40,000 capital gain, you know, forget, forget about that. Don't, don't even worry. It didn't exist, but we'll still give you credit. And the big Delta, I mean, which is what your calculators do is, is the entire thing is like, well, when you start factoring in that, plus the credit, the, the avoided tax plus the tax benefit of donation, the actual out-of-pocket donation ends up shrinking. Like just, I've seen some cases in Canadian corporate taxation where it ends up being slightly net positive. Like, so so it can be, you know, through taxation witchcraft, uh, we are able to, <laughs> we are able to do a lot of good 
while not giving up as much as we think we're giving up when we're giving up cash. Absolutely. The math bears itself out. The minute that we can actually be showing the numbers to a donor, and it's not always the situation, the math around addition, it's the math around subtraction. Mm -hmm. It's really how much are you taking off and what is the net net cost to you by making that type of asset donation? And the the beauty is this you could be looking at a variety of assets. You could be looking at stocks, mutual funds, registered investments like RSPs and RIFs. You can be looking at small business shares, secondary properties, as well as private company shares, as well as just being able to say, well, if I was going to do this in, in the form of a check or put it on my credit card, I'm giving actually out of my small, small wallet. Because you think about how much does anyone have in their checking account at any time? Maybe they have Maybe they have thirty thousand. Maybe they have fifty thousand. But they're not. They're less likely to write a check for thirty or fifty thousand dollars, especially when that thirty and fifty thousand or fifty thousand dollar donation was made with after tax dollars. So you can at least put an eleven and a half percent premium on that amount of money because they've already paid the tax on it. Versus now, if you're just comparing apples to oranges in terms of this $5,000 donation or $50,000 donation, that $50,000 donation and in the form of a check is really costing, has cost you about $55,000, $56,000. When you're starting to look at the $50,000 appreciated asset donation that's being transferred over, you're not only getting the tax credit on it, but you're also, just as you described, you're getting the tax avoidance on it by not having to pay the tax because it's done in kind. Charity gift is a win for the charity. It's a win for the donor. It is a. It could be a super win for the advisor. Why is it a super win for the advisor? Because all of this is illustrated in Give Now on in, within fun, within uh, the Funding Matters gift tag. There, it's also illustrated in the Willable portion within gift tabulator. And then finally, one of the things that, so call it a gift swap. So I'm going to make this $30,000 donation in shares. I was thinking about doing it in cash. The $30,000 goes, I get a tax credit. I get the tax offset in terms of the tax I'd be paying. I can use that money that I was thinking about writing the check for and use that to buy those shares back at the time that, so I am just going to move that money and into my investment account. My advisor is going to look at this and say, this is a great strategy for you. Whether it's I've given directly to charity, I've given to a donor advised fund, I've set up a donor advised fund in my family's name, I've given it to a community foundation, one of those not-for-profit organizations, and that's the trigger for them. That's how you get the win-win-win for all involved. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the math makes a lot of sense. I also think a couple behavioral aspects here. People tend to look at the gross amount of the donation, not the net amount of the donation. I mean, I've even seen the phenomenon with people not using charitable receipts because they feel guilty having benefited from giving the charity, which you just flip that on its head and say, well, that's fine. Just give more now. Right. So that think of it this way, that that savings just compounds itself in back into the charity. So why not use government money, money that would otherwise go to the government that to, to basically benefit who you want it to? So that's the first one. And the second piece is that, yeah, I think if when we actually look at that, that win scenario you talked about, people might think, well, I'm not going to donate one hundred thousand dollars to charity or five hundred or fifty thousand dollars to charity. I I really, you know, I need that money. But then when you look at actually accessing that money and what that means on an after-tax basis versus what that after-tax amount is, and they think to themselves, well, wait a sec, okay, I can part with that lesser sum. 
but it's not a lesser sum. It's a greater sum. So it's, it's incredible. So let's get back to the technology of this because this is a fintech podcast. <laughs> so we'll focus on that. So, I mean, clearly this was, this was a journey that started with a spreadsheet and trying to figure out all the calculations. So talk to me about the user. Oh, so first off, let's talk about the experience for the charity. How does the charity get this tool into the hands of possible people, uh, people who might possibly donate? Beautiful. So the way we designed and the, the evolution of technology of uh, communication marketing technology has really changed the way that, that uh, charities can be using this. First of all, on a charity's website, it is always we're always hard pressed to actually make the case until we can actually sit down with the charity and say, how many people actually come and visit your, your website on a daily basis and look for giving information? And usually that number is very, very, very low. Our objective was why don't we create gift tabulator to actually be an outreach for the charity? So allow them to actually have it really simply as a, a button that would say something as simple as click here to see the most tax efficient ways to give. Well, that gets my curiosity and that gets a lot of other people's curiosity. So that was just on the bottom of my email signature as one opportunity. Second is an ongoing MailChimp external mass mailing uh, communication to tie in with everything that goes on at a charity. So if there's a program, if it's a service, if it's a campaign for a capital project or an endowment or a scholarship or a bursary, every time they're going out and telling their story to their constituent group, this is an opportunity to actually place gift tabulator, one of the buttons into that external communication. Click here to see the most tax efficient ways to give. Imagine if you're at the organization, you're going through the hospital and in the hospital, there is a sign that says, we have your service, uh, your, the, the care that you've received from our institution is, we, you know, we, we hope that it's, uh, that you're healthy and uh, that we, you've got, you know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, just a, a slogan, but they're on a board, they can have a QR code person comes by and says, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, I did receive good care while I was here at the hospital. I did receive, you know, the best medicine. I did receive the best, you know, technology. And there's this QR code that says, click here, scan this to see the best ways to give. And it pops up on the phone. And then from that, we start to look at, eventually we want them to come back to their website. We want them to also with Giftabulator, reach out so that the end user, the potential donor, the donor has the opportunity to actually share this with their advisor, send this to their financial advisor, their IA, send it and share it with their lawyer, their accountant. Let's say, you know what? I received great care at this hospital. I was a, I'm a grateful alum of this institution, of this educational institution. I have, I love this, this cultural group and all the things that I benefit from through this process. What I really want to see is, you know, a way for me to support and something is telling me by clicking here, by downloading this, by receiving it in the form of if I've received my charitable donation receipt from the organization, I left, I gave them $50. I, I got my $50 receipt and on the receipt is the QR code. Click here to see better ways to give, smarter ways to give, tax efficient ways to give, whatever it happens to be, whatever they're comfortable with. And we're doing this. It's interesting because when we use click here to see smart ways to give smarter, so people are kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Wasn't I giving smart before? So I just, I can click on that and go from there. In some cultures, they don't want to use that. 
they want to have something that is less direct, you know, as and uh, in Quebec, you know, they the language is, is very, it can be misinterpreted. And uh, so, you know, we kind of create bilingual versions that really are culturally sensitive as well within that framework. Okay, so that's kind of the distribution model on how you get it into people's hands. Let's talk about the actual experience once they get into the software, right? So what is the end, you know, this is all kind of self-serve. So what is the user actually inputting as, a, as the variables and what are they getting out as a result? Right. So the idea is that we want to have them on this donor journey, the client journey, you know, whether it's with the IA or with uh, or the charity or themselves and their families. They sit down with the families and they're just playing around with it. The objective is, is to actually create a landing page that has a bit of a narrative to it. And that landing page then says, select one of these assets so they can go everywhere, everything from, you know, the cash through to, you know, stocks, mutuals, registered, so on. And they, it's a menu. They just pick one item on the menu. So we'll pick stock up pops the stock scenario, and it's already pre-populated. So they don't have to really do anything at this point. The pre-population has the province that they're in. So they pick a province or a territory. They select what to determine what their tax bracket is to determine, to help them Calculate have the tax credit calculated. We ask them to say what is their annual income. So if they select their annual income, that then pre-populates the calculation for their for the tax benefit. From that, then they would pick the asset is already there, so it's already saying it's stocks. And then from the stock, then they'll go to what is your stock worth. So they'd have a value already pre-populated into that. What did you pay for your stock? What's your ACB? So it would have that number pre-populated, and then. On the bottom, we have a suggested amount. So the amounts are in increments of $5,000. So the first one is $5,000. But the beauty of this is they will then see a chart. The chart will say the $5,000 donation. Comparing that right next to the $5,000 donation in the graph will be a, a bar that shows how much the cash donation cost them. So on the $5,000 donation, the cash donation would cost them, let's just say, $3,000. So then we'd, they'd show right next to it the stock donation. So the $5,000 that they made in turn transferring the shares would then show the stock donation. And let's say it's about $2,300. So you've got the $3,000 cost, the $2,300 cost, and then you got the $5,000. Immediately, you're seeing the benefit of an appreciated asset donation. Below that, we have another chart that basically says, here's your $5,000 donation. This is the tax that you would have had to have paid on that $5,000 based on the taxable capital gain. And this is the actual cost to you of making this donation. And then we kind of go along this continuum because what we really want to focus on is they've come along this journey. They've identified that they like the organization. They want to contribute to the organization. They just don't know how they could afford to give it until they actually got on the site. And then from that, we actually see that since 99% of all donations to charity come in the form of a check or on a credit card, and 1% of the donations come in the form of appreciated asset donations, we want to see that number start to increase. We want to see more organizations raising more money by the illustrations that the donors are going to see for themselves, the advice that they're going to get from their advisors, and the discussions that they'll have with the charities around recognition, legacy, and all the other great things that would come from a 
major donation, a transformational donation. So from that, we also really identify another glaring omission in people's planning. And that is that a lot of people don't have a current estate plan. Many individuals over the age of 50, significant portion do not have a current estate. And when we talk to donors and ask a very simple question, do you have a current will? And they go, I've been meaning to update it. I've been trying to get to this point. Well, those that do have a current will, we ask them another question. It's great that you've got a current will. Do you have a charitable bequest built into it? I know. No, I've been kind of didn't even think about it. Can I show you something? So in Giftabulator, we've got Willable. And Willable clearly illustrates not only the reasons why people need to have a current estate plan, but the major reason is they want to leave as much money for their heirs as possible. And then when they see how much would be taxed, they'd be paying in tax on their, once all their assets are settled and sold. And then we start to look at the deemed disposition on it. And we're going to say, well, this is what the government's going to take. And they're like, wow, that's a big, big number. Great. So if you planned out, you wanted to reduce your tax. So we've got three scenarios there. They can reduce their tax to zero. And how much would their heirs be left with? They could leave a percentage. And how much would their heirs be left with? They could leave a specific amount. And how much would their heirs be left with? As well as how much the the government would get. So we really want to really start to elevate the thought of planning and estate planning and the role that advisors play, the role that charities can play as well with their constituents, their donors, their friends, their supporters, and tie that back into the financial services world. That's why we created this as an intuitive application that allows individuals to actually see the benefits accrued to them, not make a donation on the spot, because a lot of these things really involve a multi-level discussion. And if this starts that conversation, and it results in a large donation, then that's really what we're aiming to achieve. Yeah, we're talking about, we're not talking about simply putting in their credit card, right? At the end of the day, we're talking about transfers of assets need to be facilitated. We're talking about wills need to be reworked. So, so I mean, what you've done there in total is, you know, you've, you've helped craft a journey and a story whereby this calculator sits in the middle to create kind of the economic, both the economic benefit or, or transparency into the benefit as a means of facilitating the gift, but then also at the end of it, nudge not just that opportunity, but also the opportunity for something beyond what they thought about, which was the estate planning piece. So let's just say someone buys in, okay? They buy in. What's the next step? Is it simply, you know, click here to book an appointment or a call with your with you with this person, with this company, or with this uh, this foundation? And are they being passed on that information to basically say, yeah, we saw what you did. We're happy to facilitate that. Yeah. Again, the ball's in the uh, the donor's court. And really what we want the donors to do is just as you described, click on and say, I want to talk to the executive director. They'll, in most cases, if they're they're giving to the organization, they may know somebody because people, it's everything is relational. If you relate to the cause, if you have a relationship with people within that organization, you're more likely to say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to have this conversation. Thanks for passing this uh, the gift tabulator on to us. Secondly, within that, we are, they can actually share it. And there's another share button with their financial advisor. So they input the, fi- the inf- information to the financial advisor. Options here are that none of the information is being stored within the system. What we're really doing with the information in the system is that they can actually print out scenarios or they can actually 
capture a URL of that scenario and then share that either back to themselves or they can actually share it with their advisor or they can say, I I saw this scenario and I actually saw that you've got a share transfer form within the organization's gift tabulator. So the organization will give us their share transfer forms. They'll also provide us with a PDF of their bequest language so that the individual can actually print this out and actually see what the language for a bequest would be. So it's actually making it easier for the lawyer. It's actually making it easier for the advisor or the the accountant that, and especially for the charity, because for the charities, they really, if they could find a way to have these conversations facilitated for them and get them going, that's the, that's the ideal situation that they can be, you know, we'll continue to do our good work. We'll continue to market what we're doing on behalf of the community. But more importantly, we need some help getting that message out. And that is the complete concept of Giftabulator as a marketing communication stewardship tool. Excellent. Well, I think it's does an effective job because at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. It's just no one, unless they're trained to, stops to think about the tax implications of charitable giving beyond the slip or beyond the deduction that they receive, depending on what country they're in. The other creative ways, creative but legal ways of basically doing so and still having a much greater impact and therefore possibly in turn generating more in terms of donation, it's, it's, it's just, it's not something that, that crosses the layperson's mind. So that works, you know, you got that. I think charities have always been pretty good at drawing attention to themselves. They can usually close once they get the opportunity, but that middle piece of facilitating how, how do I show them the economic benefit to them beyond just the simple slip, it was missing. So I think you, you think you accomplished a lot there. So thanks. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I ask everybody then on a positive note. The first one is if you had one wish for something that you can change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? Yeah. So I feel that within the not-for-profit sector and the uh, IA in, investment advisor sector, I feel the the focus on financial literacy is really important. I think that having a comfortable conversation with individuals around tax planning and charitable giving, philanthropic planning, really needs to broaden. And that's one of the things that we're going to be focusing on is developing an educational curriculum for through the college system and through the post-secondary system as an online tool that'll help organizations, individuals within those organizations become far more conversant and more comfortable in illustrating these types of positive outcome scenarios for their clients. Second question is, what's been the biggest challenge in getting the platform to where it is today? Acceptance. Within the not-for-profit sector, there was a very strong pushback that charitable giving is not really influenced by tax credits. And that's a great question because it's something that I've presented at conferences and the feedback was, well, you know what? You know, on the list of top 10 reasons why donors give, the last reason is tax. And I go, and I always say, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. A $50 donation is not driven by tax. A $50 million donation is really driven by tax. A $100,000 donation is, has a tax component in it that really get people focusing on this. And it's slowly, like, it's been glacial for the last 25 years, you know, from those spreadsheets that we developed, but we've raised a lot of money from individuals on behalf of organizations that this was, we shone a light spotlight on something that was really important to them. And then we were able to actually illustrate how they could do it. 
So it's not only just important, but now you've given more money than you've ever thought you could possibly give to an organization that was very meaningful to you. And the tax benefits, you felt good about it because you're going to be paying that money out in tax anyways. It was going to go one way or the other. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I won't say, look, I know it's, it's definitely not the number one reason. It, it will never be like, oh, tax benefits. That's, this is why I'm getting money share. That's, that's definitely not it. There's an inherent need for someone to wish, wish to be benevolent in order to basically proceed with something like that. That's, that's fine. I will argue it's definitely not number 10. Like, I, I don't even know of, I can't even name another eight things in between there, between benevolence and that. Like, so you're absolutely right. And I think you're, you're, at, you're bang on that the smaller the donation, the less people care. The larger the donation, it goes back to the logic I was using earlier, which is what is the actual underlying economic, quote unquote, loss to the individual by surrendering this asset for another cause, right? And yes, 100,000 might look like a big number, but factoring in everything else that happens, if that 100,000 technically only results in a loss of 25,000, right. that is a completely different mental exercise. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Right. Yeah. And that's where, you know, and this is, I'll go back to the role of the advisor. Now the role, let's, let's call a spade a spade. The advisor is, is conflicted because end of the day, this is taking assets away from them that is going, that are, that they bill on. Right. And this is a conflict that has to be addressed. And unfortunately, frankly, I always I have this general rule about clients. They're not stupid. They, you try to talk them out of doing something charitable they want to do. And, you know, you don't have a reason beyond like you, the, the financial plan says they're going to be fine. They have this excess surplus. You don't have a good reason. They're going to start to see through you, right? So just respect their wishes and their needs and, and just be do the right thing in the first place. But the reality is, is that the role of the advisor is one of, like I said earlier, as examples I've used before, it's okay, fine. You wanted to give X. What if you give double that? Yeah. Right. Is that something that, would, you know, you have the excess capital, you know, you're thinking a hundred thousand is a safe number. What if I told you 200,000 was a safe number and mm-hmm. why is it a safe number? Because the 200,000 you're actually going to basically give is only a $50,000 net. That's when the light bulb goes out. I will say that also is, you know, just another way of building a deeper relationship with the client is to help facilitate what they want out of life, which can be charitable giving. And then, so the last question before we wrap up is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on and keeps you getting up and out of bed every morning to fight, keep on fighting a good fight? Well, I look at uh, the organizations that are our clients. They have really benefited as a result of not only our consulting from Funding Matters, but also their technology from Giftabulator. So bottom line, a number of organizations have benefited, but more importantly, the individuals who are the donors that we've worked with in those organizations have benefited as well. As well, What gets me going is when I start to look at 86,000 not-for-profit organizations in Canada, 1.1 million not-for-profit organizations in the United States alone. It's a, it's a huge number of organizations that are all struggling. And when we, when we reach out to these organizations just to do a demo, Give me 20 minutes to do a walkthrough with you. And you're going to see that the ROI is going to be a 10 banger, you know, in the first year of whatever. It's going to minimum a 10 banger. If the case is with our clients, it is a much, much, much larger number and that we've actually been able to work with. So we want to see this in the hands of every organization. We either want to see it through corporate sponsorship. So you take financial institution who has an interest in managing endowment money. Well, if you really want to be known as that, provide that to all the organizations that you want to hunt down their business and manage their money for them. So get those assets under management. Provide and just say sponsored by, powered by that corporate entity. 
and then you could give it. It's a calling card to all of those organizations. We also want to see every government actually see this as a benefit for all the not-for-profits in their province, in their region, wherever, because those governments, those charities are providing a resource that the government can't afford to provide. If a government had to provide every resource that charities do, governments would, they would just have to increase taxation overall and wipe out, you know, if there, there was never such a thing as charity, there would be no charitable tax credit. So then we'd all be taxed. If we're complaining about how much we're taxed now, just imagine how much we'd be taxed if there were no charities. So the charities are offsetting a lot of the costs borne by governments whether it's hospitals, educational institutions, NGOs that receive no government money. And there, and there are more of those organizations that exist than there are that receive government funding. You think of every museum in the country, 90% of museums in the country don't receive any government funds. And so, but museums are important, schools are important, and so on and so forth. So we're starting to look at, I'd like to see a, just like that old saying, a chicken in every pot. I'd love to see a gift tabulator in every organization and everyone trained on it so that they are comfortable in understanding the benefits associated and being able to build a sustainable funding model for themselves. So that the last piece is not only do the gift tabulator illustrates asset-based giving now, illustrates uh, tax benefits of incorporating charitable bequests. But last but not least, it illustrates how a donor can create a sustainable fund for that organization that'll keep that organization alive, even you know through this pandemic. Those clients of ours that we were able to actually, you know, they allowed us to actually create an endowment fund for them. That endowment fund, in the end, has saved them through this pandemic because that that stream of new money coming in, unfettered money coming in, has helped keep the lights on, it's helped keep the people employed, and it's helped keep the programs going. Well, thank you so much, Bill. Very much appreciate it. The, um, and I you know, wish you some of the best because you're helping facilitate, God knows how many incredible, incredible programs out there. So keep at it. Thank you. And uh, thanks for the opportunity uh, to talk about Giftabulator, talk about the sector and why it's important for us at Funding Matters, but why it's important for the country as a whole. And thank you for joining us today for FinTech Impact. Uh, if you are in the not-for-profit sector, I suggest you take a look at Giftabulator at Funding Matters and uh, help use this to help facilitate further giving into your organization. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever is it your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.